Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. It's Tuesday. Tuesday is one of my favorite days because we get to really dig into our week. Monday's over with. We have an opportunity to stretch our legs and get some things moving. And talk about getting things moving. This article is really a rock and roll article. Someone sent me an article, a review. It talks about the three powerful things scrum teams can learn from Formula One. Now, those of you who know me know that I am a huge fan of NASCAR, Open Wheel, Formula One. Anything that has to do with racing, I'm a huge fan. I also am a huge fan of collecting cars. I feel like, you know, it's fun to collect and work on cars. It gives you something to to take your mind off of the daily grind. And there are so many similarities between business agility and Formula One racing, right? When you think of Formula One racing, you know, Formula One teams are probably the pinnacle of agility. They they have teams that exceed 200 people that have to quickly adapt and get the car in perfect condition and, and make sure that they're at a hyper-competitive level with crazy budgets and a lot of things that could possibly go wrong. You know, they are constantly in the trenches. I mean, if you've ever watched a pit crew, oh my goodness, just how fast they do things, it's absolutely amazing to see how closely those teams work together to perfection and they always get the job right. So today I want to discuss with you three Three opportunities, three powerful things that scrum teams can learn. So the first one is even the slightest improvement makes a difference. Now, we all know scrum's an empirical framework, and we try to continuously make things transparent in order for us to be able to inspect and adapt. It makes sense because things always change. We're surrounded by change, right? Without adapting, we expose ourselves to higher level of risk, and we fail and miss out often on opportunities and other things that come up with I think teams struggle sometimes because they think that the really small things that we're doing are futile. They think that the really small changes that we're making are just not going to make a difference. They're looking at the big things saying the huge things have to be there to make the change. But the truth is the devil's in the details. So when you're breaking down stories, for example, and you're breaking them down, breaking down large features into small product backlog items or stories, those small improvements, make them granular enough so that they make sense and make them things that are easily consumable. So one of my favorite cars, a 2019 McLaren F1, you know, there's a section that connects to the nose cone and there's some very small gaps between nose cone and the other piece. The engineer takes time to tape those gaps. This prevents minor, even trivial changes to the aerodynamic flow. It sounds so silly because it's just a piece of tape, but that piece of tape literally shaves time off of the lap time, which is just really, really interesting to think because I think sometimes teams don't take an opportunity and leadership doesn't take an opportunity to assess that small changes make a big difference, right? And I think that we need to look at Agile in such a way that we know and we recognize that when we make small changes, these incremental changes are going to make a huge difference. So don't try to swallow the frog all at once. Uh, go download the Agile Dad 12-step guide. Look at the first 12 steps that we talk about to help people implement Agile and, and assess yourself and say, where are we? How close are we to being Agile? Are we doing the right things? Are we pushing things forward? Because I can assure you right now, there are many, many awesome opportunities if you look at that 12-step guide to help you grow and to help you fit into your Agile shoes, right? And to see where you have room for improvement and to see other places where you're doing well. Coming in at number two, Never be afraid to celebrate success. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Now, the first step to celebrating success is to define success. So for me, success is the achievement of a goal. When scrum teams work together and they achieve an incredible milestone or they get great customer output or uh, 
you know, even unexpected, really positive feedback. That's all great success. When you celebrate those small victories, that is what helps team morale the most. That's what makes things improve. That's what makes things better in the organization. People need to feel like they have a sense of belonging and a sense of purpose. And I, I worked in one organization and I'll never forget it. Uh, I'll publicly say it was Nelson Laboratories and it was absolutely amazing. And one of the things that they did at their stand-up meetings is when someone moved something into the completed column or done column, there was accolades, there was cheers, there was applause, it was loud. And, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. But what I quickly discovered is that every single one of those things made a huge difference and people enjoyed being celebrated. It got to the point where if someone did move something and people didn't cheer, people were like, uh-oh, what's wrong, right? And I'm sure you've seen the end of a Formula One race before, right? At the end of the race, uh, at the podium, right? The team all comes together for a picture to celebrate together. And uh, it's not just a driver that gets to shine. It's everyone on the team participating, right? And it's just so fun to see as they squirt champagne on each other and do their thing. It's just, they all celebrate success together. And I think that's so important. It's not just, you know, oh, we're so glad Michael did this. Congratulations, Michael. No, it's, it's the whole team, right? The race is won, but the championship is far from over. It's a marathon and you need to go through and celebrate each win because each win is going to yield a new win. And that's what creates that bonding and that level of trust. That's what helps teams get to high performance. Coming at number three is continuously experiment to validate assumptions. Now, I'm the first one to tell you, I can't stand an assumption because we all know what happens when you assume, right? But when you create great customer outcomes and you start focusing on outcomes, and uh, that should always be the goal for Scrum teams. But if you're focused on outcome instead of output, you can quickly turn, uh, turn things into the pieces that satisfy the customer each and every time. If you think of the Kano model and you start thinking of the pleasers, right? It's a good way for you to see that the small improvements and the experiments that you make to validate those assumptions help you learn to reject or validate a hypothesis so that you can keep experiments small and keep them flowing and learn new important things about the customer, right? And learn how things are going to affect the customer and learn what they like and dislike. And I think that as long as you keep your teams relatively small in size and you keep the work small in size, you can quickly validate assumptions and get through a sea of backlog very, very quickly. We make reference to this in our rapid release planning sessions where we can cover hundreds of items in under an hour. So having an environment <coughs> where it's high pressure to deliver something is in fact okay, right? In fact, some teams love the challenge and they love the excitement that it generates, right? They live on the edge for them. But I also don't want you to make things take infinitely longer than they have to and make them overly complicated. So even though when you think of a Formula One car, you think of this highly intricate piece of machinery that does all these amazing things, you need to think of the team and the projects that they're working on as a well-oiled machine, but it's also highly intricate and highly valuable. And we need to make sure that we treat the team with the dignity and respect they deserve. And we celebrate success and we help them validate that what they're doing is the right thing. 
because those are the keys that make a difference. And those are the three powerful things that if you learned those things from Formula One, oh my goodness, Scrum would be so much better. Agile would be better in general and life would be better. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Daily Stand-Up. As always, we encourage you to tune in to AgileDad.com where you can learn more about this or other topics. And if you have a topic you want covered on The Daily Stand-Up, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to chat with you and talk about your topic. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.